What are you doing, Devin? What's up, man? Not much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you're here as well because, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm going to have a lot of questions, and, and, and it seems like that you've got some answers right now when it comes to witches through history. I do indeed. <laughs> Where did you go to dig up these things about spiritualism and magical and medieval? I mean, there's just so much going on here. And meditative, I've got to throw that in there as well. <laughs> I mean, everywhere, truly. Um, I scoured the internet. I scoured books. Um, mostly, I referred to a lot of really old records from actual witch trials and witch accusations. There's actually a lot of them available online on different online archives, which is really helpful. And they're actually listed in the back of the book. But it was really interesting to actually delve back into the history of all these things and see the way people were living and the things that they believed back then and sort of bring it into a more modern perspective. Yeah, because witches don't disappear. I mean, I watch Bewitched on TV, on my antenna TV, and I mean, that, that show's still around. I mean, witches are always with us, but are we identifying with them today? They do not. Um, it's. I would say it's. it was a very different sort of title to be given back then. A lot of people accept it pretty freely these days, but honestly, way back when, a lot of the stories that are being told in this book, um, it was the result of a lot of religious persecution mm -hmm. and scare tactics. The term witch was really not something that anyone wanted to be associated with it was almost a monstrous moniker to have placed upon you but in the modern age a lot of people accept it as a term of their own personal power and a way to have agency over their own lives and themselves so it's really gone through a metamorphosis in the last couple centuries well there's there's a global leader that says there that we're on a witch hunt i'm going you calling yourself a witch what's what, what what's happening here because i want to learn more about this if you are calling yourself a witch i would say what makes a witch is really someone who just really has their own personal power about them, who doesn't really give in to the face of adversity, has their own special viewpoints in terms of spirituality and morality, things of that nature, and really just doesn't bow to the pressures that are put upon them. Right. Now, am I reading this correctly that you, you are a witch? I am. I do consider myself nice. a witch myself. <laughs> nice. I mean, is that a choice or is it is it a calling? Um, for me, I, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I was always interested in these sort of paths, the more mystical, magical, mysterious. And as I got older, I mean, I grew up a little bit religious. I was raised Catholic, but mm -hmm. as time went on, it just didn't really vibe with me anymore. I didn't really agree with some of the things that were put in place. And as I got older, it just seemed a little more natural for me to move onto a different spiritual path. So that's what I go by these days. I like that. It's it's a different spiritual path. I like that because, I mean, so many times we've thought of witches as being this this evil empire when in fact, I don't I don't feel any evil coming from you at all. Well, I would hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a lot of what's included in the book is definitely based on old viewpoints about witches, like associations with the devil and things of that nature. And of course, there are different forms of witchcraft that do deal with a little more of the darker paths, but I'm definitely not one of them. And there are a lot of people out there who hold the moniker of witch and really don't do much wickedness at all. <laughs> yeah. The book we're talking about is Witches Through History. Witches are, are, are tools for, for spiritual travel as well as magical practices. I mean, I, I love the fact that you, you, you come out and say it. They are tools. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, the, the folklore and stories of these women and actual witches from folklore and the different spirits that they were said to work with can be very informative for spiritual practices today. Even if they might be a little fantastical in the terms they were put back then, they can be reshaped and thought of in a more modern sense and used in 
spiritual practices that are relevant to today. You know, where, where I might be going wrong here is maybe I should be saying, are you a warlock? I, that just occur- occurred to me and say, wait a second, I, you just said, it. are you a witch? I, I should have asked, are you a warlock? I actually do have a small the term warlock. I mean, some people take it as in a negative sense because it originally, I believe, meant something akin to sort of an oath breaker, like someone who broke an oath to the church. But that's really up to the individual practitioner. A lot of male witches do like to be called warlocks today. I'm fine with the term witch. It's pretty gender neutral at this point, but I wouldn't mind either way. (laughs) (laughs) I am one who is in love with this forest. I believe that I have a connection to animals. Does that qualify me to be in in the direction that you are walking? Because I really do believe that that the animals and I, we speak a language that we, we know together and we share together. I honestly feel the same way a lot of the time. One of my favorite sections in the book is actually the section on familiars, the little like animalistic spirit helpers that witches were said to have. Um, I have a really cool connection to birds a lot of the time. I'm always out searching for them. Ever since I started my actual like witchcraft practices, I've had a lot of strange interactions with hawks and they appear frequently outside the house. That's been a really cool portion of my (laughs) spiritual path that I've been walking. But I'd say, yeah, if you're someone that's spiritually, spiritually interested in animals or nature um it's definitely a big portion of witchcraft and different magical practices that you can sort of dip a toe into especially when you go in there and you start reading like uh, the book animal speak from ted andrews and stuff and you start realizing that the animals are really here to to enjoy their patterns but they also want to share with the human being we just have to receive it Absolutely. And all through the centuries and different times and different cultures, um, people have had different sorts of connections to animals. They've used them as omens or as divination sort of to foretell future events or like gain answers from the natural order of things. And I think it's something that could still be useful today. One of my favorite books that I have is a book about birds and how you can read them like divinationally and their different omens and meanings. So yeah, I really think it's something that could be useful to people even today. Dude, I've, I've got birds in my house. I have a blue crown conure and I have three doves. And oh, that's I mean, amazing. I mean, they, that to me is my jazz. I mean, I, I, I would rather just sit and listen to them than anything else. Absolutely. I used to have parakeets when I was younger. I was a little too young to actually take care of them for a while, so we didn't have to give them away to a different owner, but I was just enamored with them for the time that I had them, and as I grew, I I almost wanted to be an ornithologist when I was younger because I loved them so much. (laughs) Are people walking around with witch powers and don't know it? I mean, I'm sure some people believe they are. I would say it's really not like the movies make it out to be. But I I do believe there are some people in the world that are a little more tuned in to the sort of psychic line or spiritual energies of things. I'm not really a psychic myself. I don't really have that much of a tune in to those sorts of things. But I definitely believe that there are people out there that do have that sort of extrasensory ability. And uh, there are some people, I think, that can practice and learn to sort of peek it up a little bit so in that sense yeah i think there are (laughs) you seem to be the type of person that that really uh, in in maybe one of your superpowers is the fact that you walk in peace and that people will find peace through you because you don't fear that community if there's something going wrong it's like okay i got this I do feel that in a sense. Um, for a long time, I've sort of been that person that's more calm, cool, and collected, even though I have more of a penchant for the dark side of things in terms yeah. of like artistry and authorship and things. Um, yeah, I do try to walk with a sense of peace. I'm a really anxious person inside, but I like to sort of be, be there and be a shoulder for other people. 
You know, walking that path that you just talked about, because I mean, it's it's really, I mean, tapping into that energy uh, and that dark side, because I've always believed that my art comes from dark. And, and it's like, oh my God, why would I put myself in that position? Do not talk yourself into a depression. <laughs> and yet, once again, my art comes from the dark. Absolutely. And I've gotten the question a lot where people are like, do you think your anxiety like plays a part in your love of sort of the dark and the macabre and i used to say no but i think at this point it kind of does Mm -hmm. i think in a sense creating and writing about things that are a little more dark or gothic or sort of scare some people kind of offer me a sense of relief maybe because they're a lot more tragic and scary than the actual things that i'm going through or even because maybe some of the things that are darker have sort of a sense of I don't know, I want to say purpose or confidence about them. Like, they don't shy away from being what they are. They're dark and they live in that space. Now, what about, I I study Native American spirituality, and one of the things that they always say, do not put a curse on anybody else because you will feel it first, because if you don't feel it, you'll never know if they got it. Do you believe in that? I think I have a sort of different outlook on that, especially coming from more of a witchcraft perspective and having a lot of friends that work in witchcraft spaces. Um, In terms of witchcraft, I think that curses and hexes are a way for people to have more personal agency and control over situations. And I don't think a lot of people are sort of dialed into the if you if you give it out it will come back to you. Some people do believe in the sort of like threefold law where if you place wickedness or curses on people it will come back to you threefold but I don't really ascribe to that sort of thinking. I don't do a lot of cursing myself because I'm a generally happy person right. but I know a lot of people who do. Yeah my curse is I wish you happiness. <laughs> so I, exactly. I felt it man so everybody's gonna be happy now. <laughs> Kill them with kindness. That's right. <laughs> so then what what is your your lifestyle like in the way do you gather in groups or is this a solo project what happens? Um, mine is a very solo practice. Yeah. I mostly just, I have a little setup in my office, actually. It's just a desk that I have some different statues on. I leave candles and little votive offerings to different spirits or ancestors, things of that nature. Um, I know a lot of people do like to gather in sorts of covens. It's especially a Wiccan practice is gathering in a coven. But a lot of the people that I'm connected with, especially on social media, are more individual practitioners. And they have their own little shops and practices that they might offer to people, whether it be tarot readings or curses or sort of curse breaks things of that nature. I don't actually do any witchcraft practices for money. Mine, I'm mostly just an author and an artist, mm-hmm. but witchcraft and magic does fuel a lot of my artistry, so that's the way that I use it. Dude, if you were in this studio right now, you you might go, whoa, I'm either a freak or I'm part of your team because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have turtle shells in here. I have the ashes of all nine of my rescued dogs. My mother, my brother's ashes are in here. I mean, there are so that's many fantastic. spiritual things in here that, I mean, I even, I even have a Native American coup stick, and I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, am I looking at myself by talking to you? <laughs> I am a very big fan of collecting like sort of, I don't want to say odd, but like little magical sorts of trinkets. I'm a big fan of um, po- like portable magic, especially. I love blessing jewelry or yeah. getting certain little pendants or amulets to wear for certain occasions. It's one of my favorite things ever. So now in putting the book together, what was that journey like? Because I mean, you had to step into that zone to share the history. Did you feel somebody tapping on your shoulder saying, be careful, be careful? I mean, a little bit, yeah. There was a lot of 
really not wanting to be offensive about any of these things. I wanted to take the history and the folklore and some of these tragic, a lot of them are very tragic stories and sort of try and make it entertaining, but very informative at the same time. Those are the kinds of things that I like to read and be a part of. So that's why I was really enjoying trying to get to illustrate some of these women and the different spirits, but also try and give them a sense of reverence at the same time. Man, I want to hear you do a podcast with every bit that you put into this book, because I swear (laughs) to listen to your passion and your drive, the pitch, volume, and tone. I would love to, I, I just think that readers would really dig something like that from you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I've never actually thought of doing a podcast myself, but I do think I have a few different podcasts um, interviews set up in the next couple months, so I'm hoping I'll get to chat a little bit more yeah. about it. Yeah, because I mean, points. you you experience it. Therefore, if you experience it, it's got to be shared. I mean, I thought that was the rules of, of whoever you are. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm hoping people will get a sense of that whenever they read the book as well, that although I'm telling stories about a lot of different people from history, there's a lot of my personal passion and practice within this book as well. Yeah, because I now I can go back into the book. Now that I know what your voice sounds like, what your passion is, what your drive, what your purpose is, I'm going to read it totally different. I'm a, I'm a completely different person because of this conversation. Well, I'm so glad. I did try to pepper in. I didn't actually say any of them were particular to me, but there are little bits and pieces, maybe now that I've spoken to some people, that they might pick out that these are especially linked into my own personal practices, which I think is really cool. Wow. So where can people go to find out more about you, to learn about your journey? And if you've got merchandise, let's get that merchandise in other people's homes. Of course, if you want to know a little bit more about me, I'm on Instagram at DevForce. You can find my artwork at my website, DevForceIllustration.com. Um, I also do a lot of work with a company called Creeparama. We make a lot of horror-themed t-shirts and hoodies. <laughs> I'm working on a Christmas-themed one right now. And um, if you want to read more about Witches Through History, you can find it wherever books are sold. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. You can go straight to the Rizzoli site. It's all across the internet. Dude, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. Please do. <laughs> Thank you so much. I would love to be on again. Thank you for having me. Well, you be brilliant, okay? You do the same. Thank you so much, and happy spooky season to you. Same to you, dude.